What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I want to thank all of you for turning and listening to the prior episodes. It really means a lot to me. Um, again, this is uh, episode number five, and I'm just excited to be doing it. Uh, I want to first off thank military personnel, first responders, police officers, firefighters. You all put your lives on the line daily, um, and you don't get the recognition you need right now. And uh, I really appreciate that, and I'm sure. And I know many others do as well. So keep doing what you're doing for your communities. We appreciate that. You see that this title of this episode is called Built to Endure. Well, I'm really excited for this one. So let's talk about it. All right, everyone, before we get back into the topic or we start this topic, I just want to make a special announcement. Last episode, we had Chaz McDonald on our podcast, and you saw that it was a feature and he's here and it's not a feature and that's because he's going to be a permanent co-host so i'm super excited Let's super go. excited about that yeah. <laughs> yeah um and you see that the title of this episode is called built to endure and this is his slogan he he basically started this um and i kind of live by it too and i never really thought about saying it this way so i want him to explain the the thought process behind that slogan before we get into the topic yeah yeah well first off man i'm happy to be back i'm happy to appear a little bit more often and, uh, you know, though it's my slogan, it's to honestly everybody's slogan. And that's the reason why I created it. And, uh, you know, I was just going through like some rough patches as we all do. And, um, you know, I, uh, on the last podcast, uh, you know, I said our, our hardships are not meant to uh, break us, but it's meant to make us, you know. And I feel like the more and more that you go through in life, the more and more you actually set up for success rather than set it up for failure. And um, I... Uh, I was like sitting around one day and I'm like, what can I say that honestly is a big part of me, you know, and I'm just going through things and I'm just like, you know, like uh, I've endured a lot. People endure a lot. And I'm just like, man, I love that word. So I'm like, I don't know, just built to endure. And I put it in and sketchy. People love it. Uh, I got people even at work here, just every time they see me or I'll do something, they're like, yeah, baby, built to endure. Like, you know, so it's pretty cool to like hear that. And, uh, you know, the whole reasoning that came about is because, like, um, at the time, I was just really struggling with a couple things, right? Like, everything was going really well, um, had a, a job, um, had our own little place, girlfriend, dog, and it's just like I was still struggling with a couple of things that I've gone through in the past, more so, um, if you will, it'd be like a seasonal depression almost, but um, it, it was more so because of um, some of the past experiences I lost a couple of my brothers, um, a couple of my friends. And um, so every time fall would hit, I, I remember the sounds, the smells, the, the, the wind, the temperature. It's weird, man. Like, and it hits you like out of nowhere. And I, I just be slumped. And it was weird because my girlfriend, when we first started dating, it was kind of confusing to her um, because I'm normally a very energetic person and outgoing. But like when fall comes around, it just like slaps me in the face, you know? Um, and she honestly really helped me through a lot of the things um, by forcing me to get out and forcing me to do activities and fun things. And um, I used to not want to do those things because I thought it was more so running away from the problem. But in all reality, is learning to coexist with it and then you can start to work on it. And um, I'm like, you know, obviously I'm going through this we all are the same, we all feel the same emotions, but our situations may be a little different. So I'm like, okay, well, I know a lot more people are going through this and I personally use the gym as an outlet 
And yeah. I'm like, man, I love going in there. It allows me to just take out the, the frustration, the pain, the joy, all these emotions at once. And like, I get to experience them, like release them. And then when I'm done, I feel so much better. And yeah. I'm like, I want to be a bigger advocate for this because I know a lot more people are struggling and they're just kind of chasing their tail and they don't know where to go. And I mean, your story to a fact, dude, like is, is built to endure. You know what I mean? Like, as I said before, we all think we are tough until uh, we have to be, right? And my favorite uh, line from uh, uh, Eric Thomas, he said, everybody wants to shine like a diamond until it's time to get cut like one, you know? Yep. And my, bro, you were really cut like a diamond. <laughs> you know what I mean? I appreciate so, that. Doc, Dr. Eric Thomas, that. He's, uh, he was someone, Dr. Eric Thomas was someone I used as a lot of motivation. His, uh, thank God it's Monday. I listened mm -hmm. to that. <laughs> All he had like five or six seasons before when I had my accident. I listened to that thing every day. Just, mm -hmm. you know, that thought that first off, just the thought process and the outlook. Like people dread Monday. You know, yeah. if you can crush Monday, you're setting yourself up for success for the rest of the week. So that's why, like, mm -hmm. he was my first big motivational, like, podcast listening to listener. And then it like shifted to like Andy Priscilla, David Goggins, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you brought up Dr. Eric Thomas. He's uh, he's amazing. Before I, uh, get into the topic of my my accident and that's kind of what this episode's a little bit about i want to agree with you on your your girlfriend like helping you uh get out of those dark times you know you'll see mm -hmm. in my story that my wife <laughs> if it wasn't for her i feel like i wouldn't be walking today you know she mm -hmm. like i said i thought i was tough and she she kind of like slapped my face a little bit <laughs> you know to, to make <laughs> me realize like hey you are tough stop stop uh -huh. feeling like you're not like this isn't going to be your normal so i just uh i wanted to agree with you on that like Sometimes you need that person, that one person, and that's your, whatever it is, your significant other, that's going to help you friend, family, best friend mm -hmm. that just knows you for who you are. And that's very important. So I'm glad that you said that. They're always going to be that rock, man. Cause yeah. like, you're going to need people at your lowest times to just kind of remind you of who you actually are, you know, cause yeah. you, you can get consumed in, in what you're currently experiencing and you forget like who you are. So you got to repeat that and she let you know, slap you, yeah. get up. Yeah. This is not you. This is you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's dope, man. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, some of you know, if you've listened to this, if you're a first time listener and first time you're hearing about me uh, in March of 2018, March 11th, 2018, um, I was riding my mountain bike like I always do with my friends and uh, tragedy happened. Honestly, it was a tragedy. My life changed for the better. At the moment, it didn't feel like it was for the better, but it has changed for the better. But every weekend I would ride my bike with my friends at this place in San Diego and there was this one feature that I haven't hit out of all the crazy features at this, at this trail system. And, uh, I just told myself I was going to commit, you know, in life, you need to commit to things and not be afraid and, you know, just kind of take the leap of faith sometimes. And that's kind of what I do with my bike and on all my things, you know, I wasn't afraid to fall. I wasn't afraid to crash. You know, I knew how to, I, I prided myself in knowing how to roll out of accidents and just brush myself off. But this one Sunday, you know, I was riding with some really, really good riders. And, you know, I always wanted to surround myself with people that are better than me to make myself better. But yeah, I'm gonna get a little emotional because I do. But so this Sunday we were riding. I told the first thing we got there, I was like, I want to hit this feature. Doesn't matter. Let's do it right away. You know, so we're, we're, we get ready. We go hit this feature. And I basically lose control of my bike. I lost speed. And I went over the bars and I landed on top of my head and compressed my neck, blew up my C7, flipped onto my back. And I just remember like, asking myself when I was going to hit the ground, you know, like, shit, shit, why haven't I hit the ground yet? 
I open my eyes and I'm laying on my back and I see the sky and I lost all function of my lower body. Um, on impact, I was paralyzed. Um, I broke my C7, I broke my T4 and yeah, I was paralyzed. You know, I was, I remember, <laughs> I know someone who's in medicine and who was trying tracking into medicine. I know you're not supposed to move somebody with a spinal cord injury, but I just remember asking the person behind me, like, Hey dude, sit me up, sit me up. And, you know, it might be, I might be dreaming. Like, you know, I might snap out of this is what I thought. And he sat me up and I just remember kind of being like on a swivel and my bought my upper body was just like on a pivot and I couldn't move my couldn't move my legs. And, you know, I just had to lay back down and I just like, I thought I, I thought my life was over. You know, I, I just remember thinking that broken neck, you're done, you're done for. And I just, it was rough. It was a rough time. And before I get into the hospital stuff, I just remember sitting there, laying there, waiting for my friend to, to call the paramedics and, the, and 911. And I told him to get my phone out of my pocket and he calls my wife. And I'm just like, dial my number because I was losing function of my hands. And I, yeah. I have him call my wife and I'm just like, babe, as calm as can be. And she's like, yeah. I was like, I crashed. And you know her, she knows I mm -hmm. crashed. I've crashed plenty of time. That's part of the sport. And she's like, okay, do we need to go to the hospital? Did you break something? And I'm just like, oh God. I, I can't move my legs. <laughs> and as like calm as I can be. And I just remember her screaming, freaking out. I'm just like, stay calm stay calm and get here as fast as you can. You know, she got there as soon as the uh, choppers were hellebacking me out of the Canyon. So I got hellebacked out of the Canyon. Um, and the next thing I know, I was flight back to the, to the hospital, nearest hospital. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Bro, bro, I, I got like crazy chills right now. And, and you know, the crazy part is you've told me every time you tell me this, it's just like, it's so fucking emotional, man. And it's just like, the the craziest thing is like what I was saying before is when you experience something so crazy like that and you don't know what's going on and the fact that you were able to remain calm but you knew it was it was it was fucked up <laughs> yeah you're like uh oh you know what I mean yeah. but yeah, real I, quick um yeah. for everyone that doesn't know what what is exactly a feature what's a feature good question so there a feature could be anything it could be like a jump a big rock roller or a steep shoot. This one was a drop. So basically there's no lip off of it to jump off of, to get mm -hmm. your air off of, and you have to maintain your speed. And by maintaining your speed, basically your front wheel on the bike will stay up and you kind of just float off of it. Mm -hmm. But I lost my speed because the trail before it was super chunky and just really rocky. So I lost my speed. And yep. right before I got to it, I was like, again, I'm just going to commit, you know, I'll kind of push my bike out and hopefully I float off of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I literally just nose dove straight down oh. and like i said I, I landed on the top of my head and i compressed my whole vertebral my cervical vertebrae and basically the impact stopped at c7 and it blew up and it was crazy oh. i remember before we get into the hospital but my doctor was saying like hey man you like blew it up we're gonna put a block there because there's no the bone's not able to be to stay so basically they put a block there and they put like cadaver bone just kind of like fill it in so i basically don't have a seventh vertebrae right now that is nuts. Do you do you do you actually remember the initial impact and then after that it's gone? Or yeah, like, so like that? Yes. Yeah, so I had the initial impact and I didn't I didn't have a concussion or anything. Well, obviously I was wearing a helmet, you know, I'm not that stupid. Like I put myself in stupid <laughs> situations, but I'm not that stupid. But so I remember I remember everything. I remember crashing, but I just remember like why haven't I hit the ground type of thing? Like I felt like mm -hmm. I was still floating, still floating in the air after I hit like landed on top of my head, and which was like, this doesn't make any sense. I remember just laying there and I was like, open my eyes. I'm like, holy shit, I'm on my back. 
Like I, I didn't realize I was on my back and uh, tried to move and I couldn't move. Fuck, dude. That is so crazy. So how many people were with you? All right. So that's the crazy part of the story. So the two people I was meant to ride with, I met them and they were leading the trail because they've ridden that trail multiple times. Luckily enough, there was a friend that we didn't invite. And he's like, Hey, can I ride with you guys? You know, like I hurt my shoulder two weeks ago and I'm just trying to take it slow. And I was like, yeah, dude, come ride with us. Sure. He's like, I'll just stay in the back. Cause I'm not, you know, like I'm hurt. I'm gonna take it easy. It's like, sounds good. No problem. And luckily by the grace of God or whatever you believe in, he was there because when you're leading a trail and you're going as fast as you are, you don't realize what happened behind you. You know, so those two people that were in front of me, they were down the trail and didn't even know I was hurt until like the, my friend behind me called and saw they saw the helicopter coming to get me. God. Yeah. So by fate or by whatever you want to call it, he was there. And I thank him so much. You know, I'm still I have so much gratitude toward that guy for for some reason for being there. You know, that's nuts because it, it is all downhill, correct? Yep. Yeah, so there's no way. Even if they would have checked, uh, they would have to run all the way back up there, yep. and there'd be no. Yep. Man. Wow, yeah. Dude. So I was very lucky on that sense. But after after I got Helivax to the hospital, I remember them just like like getting me out of all my clothes and like assessing me. And I remember just waiting and like before I got put into like an ICU room or something, the mm -hmm. neurosurgeon came in and his name was Doctor Nguyen. He just comes in and I just look him in the eyes and I'm like, I'm like Doc, am I gonna be paralyzed? And he looks me dead in the eyes. He's like, can you move your legs? And I'm like, no. And he's like, you are paralyzed. And I just Oof. remember at that moment, that moment, it felt like the weight of the world crashing on my chest and me sinking into the bed. And I just remember just like breaking down to tears, you know? And he's like, you know, it's, I can't, I can't promise you anything, but let's get some imaging done and I'll do my best, my best to hopefully get you some function, you know? So like at that moment, I thought I was going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. And, uh, uh. Yeah, that was that was that was emotionally and just the, the hardest time I've ever felt in my life. So was your wife actually in the room at that time? Yeah, she was. Oh, she was. Uh, and what was her reaction? Tears. <laughs> uh, Tears, you know. And I, uh, I apologize. I apologize for putting myself. I get emotional. So if I if I start to get a little teary and sound teary, it's just because it was a tough time in my life. But I. Uh, I uh I just remember looking at her and uh, apologizing. Well, first off, I wouldn't look at her because I knew that if I looked at her, I would like just break down even more. So I kind of waited mm -hmm. until I was put into the ICU room. It was just me and her. And uh, when she got in there, I just apologized. I felt guilty. You know, I was like, I put myself in those situations every day, every week, three times a week to ride my bike and do crazy shit. And because uh, I'm mm -hmm. an adrenaline seeker, that's just how I am. Yeah. You know, like I like to get my fix that way. And uh. I just felt so bad, you know, like my wife's going to take care of me for the rest of my life. You know, we wanted kids and now I can't, I may never have kids at that moment in my life. I thought, and I just, that, that made me see even lower, you know? Fuck man. But, yeah. but the, but the thing is though, her, her actual reaction, what did she say when you apologized? She said, don't, don't, you know, you were yeah. living your life. You know, and her dad came too. And he said the same thing. He's like, He's like, don't ever apologize. You know, you were living your life to your fullest. She said the same thing. So it uh, <laughs> still makes me feel bad, you know, because I was mm -hmm. doing that. You know, I was putting myself three times a week trying to just do some crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, man. It, it's not like you're you're intentionally obviously doing that, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Like you feeling selfish, like, you know, like I'm the one who's doing this and I, I should know better. 
right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, whatever your heart is like after and that adrenaline and you need that, like it's a part of you, you know, and sadly, like, you know, things happen at times, but it's just like, man, you accept that fate because I mean, that is what you love, you know, yeah. like even now, you know what happened, but I'm sure you're still riding. Yeah. You still yeah. have a bike. You, know yeah. I mean? you can't help it. Yeah. That's <laughs> people think I'm nuts. You, yeah, people, yeah. People think I'm nuts, but I just, it's a different, I don't know, just like I love training in the gym too. Like, again, I, I love yeah. putting up weight and moving weight around. But again, it's a different, it's a different form of exercise, you know, and not to get into this side story or anything, but I have a lot of addicts in my family. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I never wanted to fall into that trap. And this was like healthy addiction for me, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. adrenaline rushing and like exercising and trying to see how much cardio I can burn on a bike and how much weight I can push around in the gym. That's the type of healthy addiction that I wanted, you know? So that's kind of like why I've, I've been so obsessed with both of those things. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's what I was kind of getting at. And something that reminded me uh, real quick, um, I, I made a video that was called Build to Endure. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was me kind of sharing the story of when I, I lost my first brother. And um, that is honestly what got me into first form. And, uh, you know, it just shows me how much people truly care. Because what's nuts is that you, we live in a day and age of like, you know, the quick fixes and the uh, I can't focus. So they're on TikTok and yep. Instagram and blah, blah, blah. They're scrolling. And dude, I made a 10 minute video and, you know, first form reposted it and told everyone, just please take the time to watch. You know what I mean? And it's just like when things hit you and smack you in the face and you feel like you have nothing left and you don't accept it, it's like, man, I, I remember all those feelings, you know? Yeah. And just like, not knowing what to do. And like, that's, this is a perfect example of what I'm saying is I did not experience the same experience that you did, but I felt the same emotions, yep. the fear yeah. though. What if the apologizing, I'm sorry, what more could I have done to be there and, and the lost and the, I don't know what happens next and the, the, the broken and you feel weak and defeated. And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember feeling so broken that like I didn't know what to do. And I just like left and I'm like 15 at the time and I'm like leaving my host mom's house and I'm like getting ready to start running. And dude, I can't fucking run. <laughs> he yeah. lived like, <laughs> he lived like three miles away. I wasn't even gonna fucking make it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, I was just so like sad and broken, man. And I'm like, I need to get there right now. So my not accepting it is I knew it, but like I went to his house and I, 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 I just said, he's in there. I, he's in there and I'm beating on the door. He's in there, you know, and I didn't move yeah. for like 30 minutes, you know, and I just sat there and uh, my host mom was very good. And she just, just let me be, you know, but again, now that you've gone through it, that experience, like you found out like how tough you actually are and like what you're actually made of, you know? So how are like some of those qualities play a factor in like your day-to-day -day roles now? Well, just before I answer that, I just want to get into, so my little bit more of the hospital stay and it'll kind of lead into that question. Yep. So after, after I got to the hospital, I did all the imaging, basically he told me that I blew up my C7. I had a broken back at T4. I had no function in my lower body. Well, left leg came back a little bit, right leg stayed, right leg stayed paralyzed. So I was like, Hey, we need to go in anteriorly, put a block you know, the block at C7 and I need to go back and basically fuse you from like C3 to T1. So like my whole neck is fused. So we do two surgeries and I still have no function in my legs. You know, I can move my left a little bit and he's just like, you know, it's weird. 
you know, we removed the compression, you know, you didn't have a complete SCI, complete spinal cord injury, you know, there should be, should be function in, in both legs. It's, it's a little awkward. It's a little weird. So we want to do more imaging, you know? So he's like, but I can't, again, I can't make any guarantees. You may only have a little bit of function in your left leg. So I'm just like, holy hell, you know, like I'm going to have be basically paraplegic. My wife's going to take care of me. Same thoughts going in my head. But every day the nurses would come in and poke me with a needle and ask me to flex my muscles. You know, mm -hmm. I still have no sensation on the left side of my body. So you can stab me and burn me on my left side and I can't feel that. But they would come in and poke me and ask me to flex and ask me to flex. And then one day, I think it was like nine days or 10 days after, no, I think it was 10 days after they asked me, they came in, did the same thing. Like, Hey, can you, can you try to flex your right leg? And all of a sudden my right quad twitched. And from there I was like, let's, let's fucking go. I don't care what yeah. I have to do, what I have to do. I'm going to get function in this leg, you know? And again, it wasn't a guarantee. But I, every day I busted my ass, the hospital, they, they had a, a outpatient physical therapy there, but I was, a, I'm a veteran and I have VA insurance and the VA didn't want to pay for it there. So they sent me home and I took at this time, I took like five steps and I had to get up a flight of stairs to get to my apartment, you know, and, and I was scared, man. I was just like, this is crazy, you know, but then you leave the hospital and you're like, I'm leaving the hospital. I'm better. You know, anytime you leave like a doctor's office or hospital in your mind, mm -hmm. you're like, I'm better. And I wasn't that, that Wednesday was the, the darkest, deepest. I I felt this whole, that whole time, even when he told me I was going to be paralyzed or I may never walk again, you know, this is where I was talking about with my wife. So she showered me because I can't get out of bed by myself. I can't get up to go to the bathroom. I can't take a shit by myself. I, I need people to, I need her to wipe me. So she's, I'm in the shower chair and she's showering me and I have my neck brace off. Cause I have a sent home with a neck and a chest brace and I had to wear it for like four months. Um, but I'm sitting there and she's showering me. And I'm just like, I just started bawling the hardest I've ever bawled in my life. And she's like, oh, what happened? Are you okay? Did I hurt you? And I just remember just, again, just like, I'm so sorry. You know, I thought we were going to come home and I was going to be better, you know? And I just, mm -hmm. I'm putting you through the situation and I'm going to, I'm going to be a burden. You're going to have to take care of me for the rest of your life. And she, this is what I was talking about. She grabbed the shower head and sprayed me in my face. And just was like, I laugh at it now, but she's like, if you keep thinking like that, you're gonna this is gonna be your new normal you're the tough one of the yeah. toughest people i've ever in my life I've ever met in my life and you can't let this get you down you know so from there on i would just remember trying to do the physical therapy exercises in my living room and like trying to stand up on my own and next thing i know i was put into a physical therapy like two weeks later through the va 10 months of physical therapy i'm walking today you know so back to your question on like how how i how i live my life now it comes to doing hard things every day honestly I've said this before, I want to do the hardest things that I can possibly so that if I'm ever put in a situation like that again, you know, like I said, paralysis, it's no guarantee. But if I'm in a difficult situation, I know mentally I'm going to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And like right now, do you, you, you do that to a, to a team? I mean, like, yes. like what, what are you, I mean, most people don't know this, but like, what are you currently doing for a profession? Or work so I'm in medical school. I'm in my second year of medical school mm -hmm. <laughs> and I get emotional. About it. I just get emotional. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got out of the military in 2014 and my goal was to get a go, go to medical school, you know, in my second year at UCSD university of California, San Diego, I broke my neck and I had to take two quarters off and I didn't think I was going to graduate on time. You know, so I graduated, I took 20 units a quarter, which is a 12 week system to graduate wow. on time. I took my MCAT, you know, I interviewed, I got into four schools, I got into four out of four schools I interviewed at. And, you know, I just, 
I like to do hard things. I'm not, I'm not boasting. I'm not gloating. It's like, no, you're not, it's a fact. The, the situations the that I've been through have allowed me to be successful. You know, and yeah. what I do my day to day, I wake up at anywhere from between three and three 30 every day. I start my day. I stretch, I start studying and then I go to the gym. So I put, I, I, like I said, I try to do whatever's hard, whatever's difficult so that I don't feel out of control ever again. Damn, man. That is so, that is like, I'm, I'm not like a, an inspired type of guy. I love the word empowerment, you know, because yes. it lasts a little longer. Yep. And, uh, dude, that's exactly what that is for your story, man. It's just like, number one, you go through that. Number two, like, obviously there's more about you that no one, you know, even knows yet, but the reasons why you are so resilient, but like to go through what you did to take 20, uh, unit or how would 20 you say units 20 a quarter. units a quarter and um that that workload and the you know get your mcat done and to interview at four schools and get for you man you're 100 percent like that's fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy just that's a, nice, I got, dude. a little bit of boasting i got into i got 13 interviews and i did four out of four and i just got in the school i wanted so i didn't want to spend any more money to travel around the country that's what i'm so. saying you're like kobe <laughs> at the free throw line man kobe at the free throw appreciate it i had no doubt <laughs> i had no doubt that again not trying to boast, but I had no doubt with my confidence and who I am as a person. And they would have interviewed me. They would have, I would have been into all schools, you know, that mm -hmm. I got, in, I got interviewed at. Definitely. So if, if, if someone is listening right now, that is currently going through the same situation as you, uh, not really sure what tomorrow is going to look like, I guess, what can you say to, to offer them a little, um, a little something, a little hope at this point? I say control the day that you're in. You know, if, if that means getting up early or eating the right food, take those little wins because those little wins are going to add up every day and you're going to be successful and you're going to see the positive outcome. You know, so everyone wants, like we talked about on the last episode, everybody wants that quick fix. And it's just, it's not true. You know, like I suffered for 10 months. I still suffer today. People don't realize I have no sensational left side of my body and my right side still, I have lack of control on the right side still. So I, I struggle every day, but I'm doing the little things that are going to make me better. You know, the other day on my story, I posted yesterday, I posted, I had legs yesterday and I have lack of control on my right leg, especially with hamstrings. And I just said, you know, like I have to really use my body, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm powering through every day to be successful. You know, I'm trying to set myself up every day. So if you can just do the little things, you know, get up early, uh, eat the right food, you know, watch something that's going to make you successful. or going to make you better. Read something that's going to make you better. Listen to something that's going to make you better. And those little wins, those little tedious tasks are going to add up and everything's going to start to flow in. You know, you, what's that saying? Likes attracts likes. If you're positive and doing mm -hmm. the good things, the goods are going to, good things are going to come to you. I love that. And you're so right, man. And, and, and obviously this right here can be a whole conversation in itself, but really just like believing the fact that something can change and like understanding that you are better and you are more and having a positive outlook, just like your wife said, if you continue to, I guess, marinate in these thoughts, this is what the outcome is actually going to be. And um, I agree with that, man. Just, uh, you know, every day is a new challenge. It's, it's different. But if you can focus on the small wins, man, and that goes with anything, whether you're going through something or not, you're trying yeah. to get into med school, you're trying to work towards getting a new car, you're trying to, yeah. like, whatever, the, 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 comp, the, the concept still applies. It's like taking the small wins wherever you can. So I like that, brother. I like Appreciate that. that. Appreciate that. I would also like to uh, kind of talk about just doing doing the crappy things. You know, mm -hmm. again, we've, we've talked about it. And it's kind of sounds like we're being repetitive, but 
those things like i saw something the other day and it was about like virtual reality and making cardio less sucky i was so <laughs> mad about that and i went on i went on a rant on my story i was just like that's the problem with society today everybody wants to take shortcuts everybody wants the quickest way to get to to from a to b and it's not always like that and you know like and that's i can relate this back to my accident it took me 10 months to walk again you know that's a long time that's almost a whole year you yep. know i was walking by myself but to be confident and to like do things again you know it, it takes time you know mm -hmm. you can't take shortcuts in life and i just i think that's something wrong with society today they're just trying to make everything so easy for everyone and people have to realize you it's everything's not easy you know even if you're someone who came into generational wealth or whatever you still have to struggle with certain things that we don't realize they're struggling with you know that could be depression or like addiction to drugs because they're around it more maybe you know they people struggle with things in life and when you come out of it you're built to endure you come out of that you're stronger you're better you know so exactly bro and and i i encourage everyone to kind of take that little piece with them uh because like uh, just real quick i think a lot of us do kind of fall into that um the either it's victims mentality or yeah. like you know the world is like crushed on me like poor me poor me yep. what do i do and it is a broken mentality and that's what i said like we are truly capable of more than what we think we are but if you think your outcome is going to be like in that negative light it will so like anything goes wrong like there's always going to be a new day and uh only thing you can do is just take the wins day by day, like you said. I agree with that. How about uh, how about just for you? What else? What thought process can you give, or what little insight can you give for people who need to understand what built to endure is? Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, th I think you kind of hit that in the head because, yeah. like, every day, like, I, I truly don't know what the next day is gonna bring. And like, I, I just feel that I am more equipped than I used to be. I, I thought I was strong. I thought I was tough. And uh, when I got smacked in the face a couple of times, it really broke me, you know? And um, David Goggins uh, kind of talked about the fact of like, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. So you need to prepare your mind for it, uh, anything, you know, and it can't deter you from from your goal and, and your passion and, um, and that's honestly kind of how I, how I live my life, man. It's just like, I try to be emotionally strong. I try and better myself every single day. Um, and I don't know, I just truly try not to use, uh, you know, my life started here and I'm not meant for better. It's like, no, my life has started here. And like, I am so much more equipped than majority of the world. And I'm actually yeah. ready for it. I think I love what you said about David Goggins. One thing he says, I can't remember if it was in his book, or he just said an interview. He's like, he was, so I'm from Southern California. I'm from San Diego where the SEALs train. And I was in the mm -hmm. Navy, but I wasn't a Navy SEAL or anything. But so I know where they train. I know where they swim and stuff. And he was swimming around San Clemente Island, which is an island off the coast of San Diego over there. And I remember he, was, he said something about he was swimming with his buddy. And his buddy's like, dude, I can't wait for them to pick us up. You know, it's like nighttime. You know, it's great whites are infesting that water around there. He's like, dude, I just can't wait for the, the instructors to pick us up. And he's, he's, he just kind of like chuckled. And the guy was like, <laughs> what's so funny how are you like this he's like because you want to stop now and i want them to pick me up in a fucking hour you know so like <laughs> you know like that's that mentality of doing things that are hard and just you know like uh -huh. making it shitty so then you're ready for anything you know yeah i just exactly and i you know i have another kind of like a question like how can you get other people to view have that thought process you know like yeah i feel like it's so hard you know mm -hmm. we kind of talked about it a little bit on the last episode too it's just i maybe 
I can't say that they haven't gone through things because everyone's, like you said, everyone's struggles yeah. and obstacles are different and they may, they all feel the same way in different waves, but I just don't know how to have someone adopt that thought process and just want yeah. to be better, you know? So I don't know if you have any well, thoughts on that. Yeah. As an example of like, you know, Andy and Sal and David Goggins and all these great speakers, right? Like, people can't necessarily feel what they have gone through or been right. through and they have experienced, but like they do a wonderful job at all of them leading by example. And that's something that we preach day in and day out because you can see someone who's broken and um, it doesn't know where to go. And then they can listen to Andy or David Goggins over and over and over again. It gives them that like little push that they need. And it's just like, Sal says this all the time. It's like, I can give you everything that you need. It's up to you to actually, you know, take it, right? I can supply the field, but you actually got to play on it, you know? And it's just like, the more and more I feel that we can be the best version of ourselves and people can consistently see that day in and day out because words are only like, they they go so far, right? Um, And it's just like, there's something about like what you stand for and you showing up every single day consistently. Because there's one thing of like me saying, hey man, you want to go to the gym, right? It's like, hey man, you need some help, right? We all all do that. And it's just like, yeah, 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 I want to, I want to. And then it's like, no. And it's just like, if I'm a firm believer, if like you live your life the best that you can and try and showcase it to help other people, it works every single time. If you lead by example, people cannot help but to follow your lead. They can't. I love that. I love that. It's, I kind of had someone approach me yesterday at the gym. He's like, are you in here seven days a week? I was like, yeah. He's like, are you here as soon as the doors open at five? I'm like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> we kind of started talking about COVID and stuff, but I was like, I want to be healthy, yeah. you know, like I want to be healthy. I want to be mentally tough. I want to put myself through the, the most shitty situations. He's just like, wow, man, like that's impressive. Like I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm just trying to, like you said, lead by example. You know, if mm-hmm. one person can copy me, then two people will copy them. And then three people will exactly. copy them. And it's just, it's a chain. So I love that you said that. And, uh, you know, I just, sometimes I get a little, a little, not, I don't want to say butter, but I just want people to, we just talk about this. I want people to succeed and I want to give them the tools, but they have to want it too. Like you said, you can take, like you said, feel the gas car, feel, give you the fuel or take the horse to water, but you can't force them to feed, to drink it and everything. So it's like, just continue to, I guess I just got to continue to, uh, to lead by example. And hopefully more people will see that and, uh, just follow suit. Exactly, brother. Like exactly what you're doing. You do a very good job of that. Only thing you have to do is just show up every single day. And I think they, these merge together so well show up every day to lead by example and then take your small wins personally so you're leading by example for them and you're taking your small wins for you to allow you to keep going so oh shit we just made up something man (laughs) nice dude well i guess uh do you have any final thoughts for the listeners um not exactly man um it's just a matter of like every day is a uh a journey and every day is a gift and uh just remember that you know we only get one life so it's just like try and take advantage of it as best as possible. For me, it's um, I, I, I try not to emotionally attach to a lot of things day in and day out um, because I understand uh, what we have, I guess, to acquire and accomplish. And I really encourage everyone to do the same. Like we all have such great um, um, abilities and- um, Untapped potential? untapped there we go untapped potential and it's like you'll never reach them if you stay stagnant so every day try and focus on the little wins again 
be a better uh, example for other people. And we say this all the time is that you'll give, you'll, you'll give up on yourself like 20 times before you give up on someone else. So I yep. think about like, who am I actually doing it for? And that allows me to get up in the morning. That allows me to stay consistent. That allows me to go, you know, and, 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 and serve to people and give to people and, and be my be- best version of myself. I love that. I think you took the words out of my mouth. I think all I have to say is I hope that this, my story, Chaz's story, this podcast episode just kind of makes you find it within yourself to not give up and to keep fighting. And remember that there's always tomorrow. You know, you may have a shitty day today, but tomorrow can be better if you make it better. So with that said, have a good day. Um, Please share it if you have the opportunity. Give us any feedback and we'll see you on the next one.